Chapter 15 of Series Runaway and Other Essays. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Brianna. Series Runaway and Other Essays by Alice Maynoel. Chapter 15 Popular Burlesque. The more I consider that strange inversion of idolatry, which is the motive of Guy Fawkes' day, and which annually animates the by-streets with the sound of processionals and recessionals, a certain popular version of Let Us We Forget, their unveiled theme, the more I hear the cries of derision raised by the makers of the likeness of something unworshipful on the earth beneath, so much the more am I convinced that the national humor is that of banter, and that no other kind of mirth so gains as does this upon the public taste. Here, for example, is the popular idea of a street festival. That day is as the people will actually have it, with their own invention, their own material, their own means, and their own spirit. They owe nothing on this occasion to the promptings or subscriptions of the classes that are apt to take upon themselves the direction and tutelage of the people in relation to any form of art. Here... On every 5th of November, the people have their own way with their own art, and their way is to offer the service of image-maker, reversed in the hissing and irony, to some creature of their hands. It is a wanton fancy, and perhaps no really barbarous people is capable of so overturning the innocent plan of original portraiture. To make a mental image of all things that are named to the ear or conceived in the mind, being an industrious custom of children and childish people which lapses in the age of much idle reading, the making of a material image is a still more diligent and more sedulous act, whereby the primitive man controls and caresses his own fancy. He may take arms anon, disappointed against his own work, but did he ever do that work in malice from the outset? From the statue to the doll, images are all outraged in the person of the guy. If it were but an antithesis to the citizen's idea of something admirable, which he might carry in procession on some other day, the carrying of the guy would be less gloomy, but he would hoot at a suspicious that he might admire anything so much as to make a good-looking doll in its praise. There is absolutely no image-making art in the practice of our people, except only the art of rags, and contumely, or again, if the revenge taken upon Guy were that of anger for a certain cause, 
the destruction would not be the work of so thin an annual malice and of so heartless a rancor but the single motive is that popular irony which becomes daily or so it seems more and more the holiday temper of the majority mockery is the only animating impulse and a loud incredulity is the only intelligence they make an image of someone in whom they do not believe to deride it say that the guy is the effigy of an agitator in the cause of something to be desired the street man and boy have then two motives of mocking they think the reform to be not worth doing and they are willing to suspect the reformer of some kind of hypocrisy perhaps the guy of this occasion is most characteristic of all guys in london the people having him or her to the right do not even wait for the opportunity of their annual procession they anticipate time and make an image when it is not november and sell it at the market of the curb here moreover the songs which some nameless one makes for the citizens perhaps is thoughtful renunciation of the making of their laws these two seem to have for their inspiration the universal taunt they are indeed most in vogue when they have no meaning at all this it is that makes the successful and here paris is of one mind with london of the street but short of such a triumph and when a meaning is discernible it is an irony bank holiday courtship if the inappropriate word can be pardoned seems to be done in real life entirely by banter and it is the strangest thing to find that the banter of women by men is the most mocking in the exchange if the burlesque of the maid's tongue is provocative that of men's is derisive somewhat of the order of things as they stood before they were inverted seems to remain nevertheless as a memory nay to give the inversion a kind of lagging interest irony is made more complete by the remembrance and by the implicit allusion to the state of courtship in other classes countries or times such an allusion no doubt gives all its peculiar tang and the burlesque of love such an allusion no doubt gives all its peculiar twang to the burlesque of love with the most strange submission these english women in their millions undergo all degrees of derision from the tongues of men who are their mates equals contemporaries perhaps in some obscure sense their suitors and in a strolling manner with one knows not what ungainly motive of reserve even their admirers nor for their tongues only for to pass the time the holiday swain 
annoys the girl, and if he wears her hat, it is ten to one that he has plucked it off with a humorous disregard of her dreadful pins. We have to believe that unmocked love has existence in the streets, because of the proof that is published when a man shoots a woman who has rejected him. And from this also do we learn to believe that a woman of the burlesque classes is able to reject. But for that sign we should find little or nothing intelligible in what we see or overhear of drama of love in popular life. In its easy moments, in its leisure, at holiday time, it baffles all tradition, and shows us the spirit of comedy clowning after a fashion that is insular and not merely civic. You hear the same twang in country places, and whether the English maid, having, like the antique, thrown her apple at her shepherd, running to the thickets of Hampstead Heath or among sylvan trees, it seems that the most humorous things to be done by the swain would be, in the opinion in vogue, to stroll another way. Insular, I have said, because I have not seen the like of this fashion, whether in America or elsewhere in Europe. But the chief inversion of all, proved summarily by the annual inversion of the worship of images on the 5th of November, is that of a sentence of Wordsworth's We Live by Admiration. End of chapter 15